Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Today I read the alternative reading for the memorial of St. Augustine Zhao Rong, who was a priest and his companions. They were all martyrs. It's a beautiful, beautiful reading. And the Alleluia screamed at me. Blessed be the Father of Compassion and God of all encouragement, who encourages us in our every affliction. Blessed be the Father of compassion, and God of all encouragement, who encourages us in our every affliction. And then, of course, when I read the gospel, this jumped out at me as well. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there also will my servant be. The Father will honor whoever serves me. So if I think about my day yesterday and my podcast, I had mentioned serving the Lord and following his commandments, and then I went to confession, and the priest was so wonderful because I was feeling really guilty. I was feeling actually quite upset at myself because I was not praying like I should over the weekend with my husband taking some time off. I wasn't deep in God. I wasn't steeped in him like a nice warm tea that has the tea bag in there for hours. And then you can just get through the day being loving and feeling the presence of God. I didn't have that. And I wasn't going to daily morning mass. I was watching it on my laptop. I was feeling really guilty. And I was feeling kind of dry. And I kept just, I don't, I don't know. I was blah. I certainly wasn't feeling God's joy and exuberance coming out of me. I was okay. I wasn't upset. I wasn't depressed. But I certainly wasn't feeling the normal way that I feel when I start my day steeped in prayer. So the priest in confession, I was emotional. I started crying, saying that I am making up excuses. I am being lazy. I am choosing not to spend that time with God. I have the time, but I'm choosing not to. And so he says, God loves you. Be joy-filled. 
when you leave here. Don't beat yourself up. Know that God loves you in your weakness and you are coming here in your weakness. So I cried and I sat in the church and I just looked at Jesus and I thanked him for his love. Because God didn't make us perfect. (laughs) We all have stuff to work on. But the more we run to him to ask him to help us with our weaknesses, the more compassion he's going to have on us, the more graces he's going to give us. Too often, when we start going down the path in the opposite direction toward God, we just keep walking in the opposite direction. We don't stop and turn around and ask him to lead us in the right direction, up that hill, up that summit to be with him in heaven. It's a day by day, moment by moment, surrender with humility. So I actually had to confess pride. I don't confess pride much because I don't think I'm a prideful person, but I am filled with pride. If I think that I can get through the day without God, If I think that I could be as loving and caring and serve him like I should, that's pride. And a lot of us don't actually confess that. It was a beautiful confession yesterday. And then when I, he, oh, and then he said, um, don't beat yourself up. Just do what you're telling me you're going to do. So I told him, I'm like, I want to get back into mass, whether I receive the Eucharist or not, which by the way, I found out that after mass at this particular parish, even though the bishop says not to offer communion on the tongue, people who want to receive it on the tongue can receive it after the St. Michael prayer. I didn't know that. So I was so filled with appreciation because I was going to be driving almost an hour to get to another parish that I knew offered the Eucharist on the tongue. Anyway, I digress. So I was so filled with his enlightening ways of God's love for us that we are too hard on ourselves sometimes and just do the next best thing. I'm sure a lot of you have heard that over and over again. Matthew Kelly says it. Just do what you say you're going to do next time. So this morning, ah, what a beautiful prayer morning. And I woke up with the exact feeling of, well, I'm going to go back to bed. I've got this kind of headache from the allergies and my eyes are all swollen. And I heard in my head, just do what you say you're going to (laughs) do. And of course, it was a beautiful morning of prayer with God. I felt such consolation, no desolation. I started with delivering distraction, pride, greed, um, because I've been thinking about, should I be buying silver? Should I be buying gold? And it's been consuming me and my husband's not in the same lane as me. So he's saying there's no way we're buying that stuff because he doesn't know what I know. So it's just been this swirling of the world. And that was another thing that I confess that I've been 
really paying too much attention to the world and not spending enough time with God, who I should trust among everything. And if I give it all to him, then I have no worries and I can serve others and serve him. Which when you start, okay, let me go back and read, blessed be the father of compassion and God of all encouragement who encourages us in our every affliction. So this was confirmation, affirmation that God loves me. He encourages me, especially in my weakness. When I'm debating on whether or not I'm going to do something, he's going to encourage me to do the next best thing. And then I had to contemplate serving the Lord. Whoever serves me must follow me. Where and where I am, there also will my servant be. The Father will honor whoever serves me. You know, serve, what does that mean? It sounds like a slave. So I looked it up, and I'm going to share a few with you. Some of the verbs, because I think it's an action word here. To be a servant. To do service. To be of use. To be favorable opportune or convenient, to be worthy of reliance or trust, to provide adequate or satisfactory to suffice. Let's see here. What's another one to be a servant, to attend, to give the service and respect due to a superior to comply with the commands or the demands of, and I'm going to insert God here, (laughs) and to perform the duties. So if you think about it, serving the Lord isn't just doing the commandments. I mean, it is, right? But it's not just doing these acts and acting in the way that he wants us to. What he really wants is our love and to serve and respect God. Not just do them because we're supposed to do them, but do them because they not only serve us, right? The more we live a holier life, the less worry and anxiety and regret and shame we have, the more freedom we have, and the more grace we will receive from the Lord because we've merited this outpouring from him, my good and faithful servant. It's also to furnish or supply with something needed or desired. So when I think about serving God, the very first commandment requires us to worship God. Not everyone has to go to daily mass or can but we are called to pray and to give our time to him. And we are called all day throughout the day to call on him, to keep him the center of our lives, to love him with our whole mind, body, soul, and strength. And to do that is when we serve him. So when we do things for others, we do them for the love of God.
when we do things that we don't want to do. We're serving God if we do it with love and if we offer it to, the, to God or to the Lord as a sacrifice. I use this example all the time. Maybe you can tell I'm not a big dinner maker. There are times when I'm like, I just don't want to make dinner. But when I offer it to God and I say, Lord, I'm giving this to you. I'm aligning it as a suffering for me <laughs> on the cross, which I laugh at because how pathetic is that, right? I am, you know, saying that making dinner is remotely equating his suffering and pain on the cross. Yeah, not so much. But I'm trying to make my activities and my service to him, to myself and to others, an offering of love. So I think what we have to remember is we are not ever, ever going to be perfect. And that, my friends, is on purpose. Because we should be going to God in our weakness, in our afflictions, and ask for his love, guidance, grace to turn us back around on that path and call us back to him to lead us up that hill, up that mountain to the summit of heaven. Because that is where he's at for us. He sits and wants to help us. He's not He's not looking at us and being judgmental. He wants us to come to him in our afflictions. I'll read it again because I want you to remember this. Blessed be the father of compassion and God of all encouragement who encourages us in our every affliction. So let's be joy-filled about our flaws But let's not let those flaws continue to fester day after day after day because the more we walk down that path in that other direction, the harder it's going to be for God to bring us back. We have to just do the next best thing. And guess what that is? Getting to confession. Confessing exactly like I did yesterday. I couldn't believe that I was crying in there, but I knew, Lord, I'm losing this. I'm losing this part. And and it's only been a couple of days. (laughs) I think I've said it before. No prayer on one day. And I know no prayer for the second day. And those around me know, and no prayer for the third day. And the whole world knows. Even though I was praying a little bit, I recited my rosary, prayed my St. Bridget prayer, watched mass. I wasn't, you know, really focusing on my morning mental prayer for the whole weekend and I could feel it. So get to confession, look at every vice in your life, prepare for that confession, go through the examination of conscience I rarely confess pride, and I think I need to continue to confess pride and greed, right? I mean, we're always worried about money and never really trusting fully that God will provide for us. I don't know. What a beautiful confession yesterday. 
And what beautiful affirmation in the word in the morning. I'm sure you've heard, and I don't know which book it's in, but Lord, if I lose sight of you, let not my tongue talk. Have my tongue be cleft to the roof of my mouth. And that was what I was feeling over these last few days as well, was I haven't been speaking to you. I've lost sight of you. And so I don't know even what to say to the world because you're not in my heart. You're not, he's there. Yes, but I am not listening. I'm not spending that time and I'm not being quiet and loving him in my prayer. So don't be upset. We all have life happen to us. Let's run to God in his compassion. He loves us so much. He just wants to shake us sometimes and say, hey, come to me. I will be your rest. I will take that burden and make it light. But if you try to face the world without me, it's going to be heavy. You're going to feel dead. It's going to be burdensome. You won't be filled with joy and peace and love like you should and like you could if you come to me. Blessed be the Father of compassion and God of all encouragement who encourages us in our every affliction. Let's go to God so that we can bring his light to the world today. God bless you all. Have a blessed and inspired one. Take care.